0: One, two, three. Welcome to the Ditching Perfection podcast, a podcast that will help you pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm your host, Carly Bartlett. And along the way, we're going to have some raw conversations and share some practical tips that will remind you to throw some confetti and celebrate yourself. Your inner critic does not have to be the dominant voice in your life anymore. Hey friends, welcome to episode 85 on the Ditching Perfection podcast. This fall, we are in a series called In This Together, where we are talking about relationships and ditching perfection in our relationships. The goal is not to have this Instagrammable, picture-perfect relationship, but the goal in all types of relationships is for us to have healthy connections. In our friendships, in our romantic relationships, in our families, and in mentorship, all of the things we want to have healthy relationships. That's the goal rather than perfect, right? Because perfect is this facade, really. It's not something that we can attain. So, we're unpacking all of that this fall. And today, my friends, you are in for a treat because brothers and collegiate basketball teammates, Gabe and Aaron Murphy, are here to share with us about their relationship. They are truly in this together, as you'll hear today. They do so much life and have deep conversations, have so much history together, and they truly love each other, and they do this both on and off the court. In our episode today, Gabe and Aaron are sharing with us about the value of risk and vulnerability, how healthy connection between the two of them fuels their growth, and how the people who you love the most see potential in you and call you to be better. We also talk a little bit about Mario Kart. So if you're a Mario Kart fan, buckle up. We're talking about that too. But you truly are going to love this conversation with these hilarious and insightful brothers. So without further ado, let's hear from Gabe and Aaron Murphy. Well, Gabe and Aaron, welcome to the Ditching Perfection podcast. So glad you guys are here today. Thank you for having
1: us. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So excited to chat with you as we are in this whole relationship series. I was thinking about brothers and I'm like, okay, Aaron and Gabe are the ones. We have to hear from you guys. (laughs) So I'm so excited for our audience and for our friends listening to hear from you. But if people don't know you, I would love for you guys, first of all, just to introduce yourselves, tell our listeners who you are, what you're up to these days. Um, And we'll start with you, Gabe.
1: Okay, sounds good. Um yeah, my name's Gabe Murphy. Um I'm on our men's basketball team. I'm actually I'm super old. Um I redshirted <laughs> and took my COVID year, so I'm a six year uh senior. I'm super old. It's terrible. You're um, not super old. <laughs> <laughs> um I graduated with my undergrad in computer science and right now I'm getting my grad certificate in business analytics. So um, it's been a, it's been a long road, but it's been a lot of fun. Learned so much, grew so much as a person while I've been here and we're just getting ready to start the season. So I'm pretty excited about that too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Outside of basketball, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Oh man, I love hiking. Um, I love doing anything like outside. I mean, Aaron can tell you that, um, <laughs> he has a couple of new names, a couple of jokes <laughs> <laughs> that he <laughs> that he says in practice. Um, but yeah, like I'm always like, if there's any type of free time I have, you could probably find me like on a hiking trail somewhere. I just got back from Glacier National Park oh, in Montana. Yeah. Big Glacier. Big glace. Did you go too, Aaron? <laughs> no. No, okay. No. You have a totally different thing. Okay. Yeah, Aaron. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, like, like huge. It's just crazy, like, to see, like, all the mountains and the lakes and, like, to see nature like that and to be, like, like, it makes you feel, like, tiny and also, yeah. like, not super important. But then, like, you see all that stuff and, like, just, like think, like, man, like, God created all this stuff. And he still created me. And, like, yes. maybe, like, he said that, like, we're the best thing he created. So, like, that's pretty awesome. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's
0: really meaningful.
2: Yeah. That's
1: definitely why I like the outdoors a lot.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, Aaron, tell us about you. Hey,
2: everybody. My name is Aaron Murphy. I'm also on the men's basketball team. Um, I just uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm out here just chilling these days, listening to music, having parties on the quad per usual with my <laughs> gigantic speaker – um, yes,
0: you have the gigantic speaker you take with you everywhere 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 it weighs <laughs> like 40 pounds
2: Yeah, just, just got to hoist it up there on them shoulders and get to moving yeah. But um, dealing with a back injury right now oh, you are? Chest injury too Oh
0: my gosh, I didn't know that
2: I'm just I'm suffering all around this. <laughs> What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> uh, so is that inhibiting you from playing? Or are you going to be able to play? I'm too? probably
2: not practicing today But yeah, for me, in my free time, I like to write I Do a lot of writing or listen to music or I'm sleeping, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, one and of the three.
0: What are you studying?
2: Uh, communication. Um yes. I don't know what I want to do with that yet. It's a really broad major. There's yeah. a lot of things you can do. Right. Um, cause just because you know how to communicate, that doesn't mean you do it well. Um, so you got to, you know, there's there's little nuances in communication um, that make it kind of difficult to like maneuver, but it's still a really good major. And mm-hmm. that is definitely my niche, So.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how I first got connected with you guys is because, Aaron, you were in my speech class, which oh. is so fun. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> and then you guys also go to our church, so I've gotten to gotten right. to know you a little mm-hmm. bit, but not as much. So I'm yeah. excited to chat mm-hmm. today. 100%. And yep. then, of course, cheering for you guys. And my dad is like mega fan. So he's <laughs> yes always sir. at the games and thinks the world of you guys. So it's mm-hmm. fun, to, fun to have you. Okay, yeah. here we go. I'm going to do a little game. Okay. Here, here, we go. Go. here we go. All right. So I'm going to say like some characteristic. <laughs> I'm going to do a countdown, and then you say who fits this description. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. So out of the two of you, who is the worst driver? Aaron. Really?
2: Oh no. Do you yeah. want to do you want to tell <laughs> a
0: <laughs> story? Tell a story. Okay. All
2: right. I could go. No, I can do it. Okay, you got it. No, so we, so we're in Winnemucca, right? And Winnemucca is an ugly place. It's yes. a bad place to be. Yeah, we're on our way up from. We're driving up from California. Where are you from? From yeah. Tracy, California. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm, you know, I put my, I put the car in cruise control, and I was just going, and then all of a sudden, I, I see this car, and so I slam the brakes, and I'm cruising, and then he gets behind me because his lights on, and then he came up, pulled me over. And I was going 97 into 75. It's terrible. Oh, no. But it's okay because no, no. we're here, right? The, we no, made this it. this dude, he no. asked, the police <laughs>
1: officer asked him, do you have any idea how, like, how fast you were going? And he was like, yeah, I had a cruise control at <laughs> <laughs> 97. So I'm like, bro, hey. you didn't see. Honesty. You didn't, like, see <laughs> yes, honesty. That's good. That's good. Yeah, bro, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you didn't see. Because, I mean. And, like, credit, he's, like, a pretty new driver. So, like, he doesn't know, like, what all, oh, like, the cars, like, look like and stuff. So, I was like, you didn't see the Ford Explorer, like, 20 feet in front of you? He was like, nah, I didn't. Oh, no. Nah, I had, so, he I had to cut his lights on, like, before Aaron was even, like, close. Like, he already knew Aaron. Was oh, no. By. But it's Did okay. you get a
0: big ticket?
2: He he was nice. And he just said I was going, like, 1 to 10 uh, miles per hour to speed limit. So, I have to deal with that ticket, which my mom just found out about the other day. It's oh, tough. Oh, no. It's a tough uh, scene. Yep. Uh, tickets. She's going to try to take my keys. Gonna let that happen. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not going to let that happen. Nope, <laughs> Oh, my we're
0: goodness. Not. Wow. Okay, your mom may be listening, so what do you want to say to mom about this?
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to stop him. I didn't mean it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, here's another one. Who would most likely be a contestant on Survivor? One, two, three.
2: <laughs> Me for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he would lose. <laughs> oh, that's not true. <laughs> I know where to lose. find water. So I'm, I'm, and I'm like. I'm really, like, analytical. I like like having steps and stuff. So I'd be able to build things. Like, yeah. if you put me in a dire situation, I'd figure it out. And I'd help him survive.
0: There you go. So, oh, okay. And you'd be really good at the <laughs> relational part. Because that's a whole thing of Survivor. No, for
1: sure. Because you have to, like, be friends with the other people. Because you don't yeah. want everybody to be your enemy. Right. Because right. then they're just going to be plotting on your demise, and you don't want that. So. True. Yeah, true. They,
0: <laughs> yep. Well, there you go. I would never, ever want to be in that show, but I like to watch it.
2: Never? Yuck. Why? There are other ways to get money.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. True.
0: Okay. Who is more likely to cry in a movie? One, two, three. Aaron.
1: Who? Who? I don't know. Are you sure?
2: Yeah.
0: You think you are, Aaron? Yeah. But you Gabe, you would, too?
1: There's... Actually, it depends on what movie we we're watching. I watched Jesus Revolution. That was the last time I like oh, cried in a movie. I have not seen that yet. It's pretty good. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. But actually, yeah, it was probably him. He's oh. more like in touch with his um, emotional side. Okay. <laughs> <I was>. Why are <laughs> <he's> you so sensitive? <laughs>
3: oh, my
0: goodness. All right, here's my last one. Who is the more picky eater?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. Sure. Yes? Yes. No veggies. No, no veggies? No. Zero.
1: See? Oh, no. This is why I would survive in Survivor because... You could eat anything. You have to eat. You had you to eat. And he's going to be like, no, I don't like the food. That It's the only food we got. And he's not going to eat
2: it. I would, I would get my walkie-talkie, get me up out of here Toronto. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Get, I'm leaving. Oh, my gosh. But yep. you'll eat just about anything,
1: eat. Gabe? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some things that, like, I just, there's some stuff, like, I don't like. But, like, I'm going to be like, okay, I got to eat. I have to eat something. Yeah, yes. he'd, he'd
2: eat a spider
1: if he had oh, to. Oh, that's not true. Ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just some, see, we draw the line. Okay. Yeah, draw the line.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, those are good ones. Oh, and Mar- okay, tell me about the Mario Kart thing. You here.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. It's really frustrating, honestly, because, like, and here's the crazy part He's I bought bad. the Switch. I'm not bad. <laughs> I bought the Switch. <laughs> and I bought the game. And I, like, well, like, so we have. We have three games now, but we had two games. We had Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. And I bought both games, <laughs> and I'm like the worst <laughs> at both of them. And it's frustrating because like if you line me up with like any other average Joe, like I'm a good player. Okay. Like come on, <laughs> yeah. But Aaron just knows the he just knows the strategy of Mario Kart way too well. <laughs> he'll like he'll like get three red shells, and he'll be the top to hit me, break, let me get up, and recover. <laughs> Hit me again, break, let me get up to your cover, and then hit me a third time and then just speed off. And so by that point, I'm in like eighth place. Oh, no. And it's, it, no, it's, pretty, it's a pretty frustrating ordeal. That's hilarious.
0: Okay, who are, your, who are your players, like, or your character? Who do you always pick?
1: Shy guy. He's black shy guy. Okay. I'm bald, dry bones.
0: All right, all like, right. The
1: stats are exactly the same. That's how you know it's like a skill issue, because you can't, like, blame it on his character or his car. Okay. Because the stats are the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> i'm just not uh, he's just better than me That's funny, and that's just all there is to it you both would
0: totally beat me i'm sure i I, don't know any of the strategy i just picked the princess peach because i think she's the most fun bad bill no and see
1: that's what mario kart's supposed to be about supposed to be fun but i can't even play to like relax anymore it's just so intense it just hurts my feelings
3: oh
1: my goodness and then like i'll get a win and then, like, I'm just, like, it's, like, I might as well have won a NAC championship. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is hilarious. I'm hollering the whole thing.
0: You guys are so funny. <laughs> okay, so tell me. You guys are so close, like, relationally so close. Have you always been this close? Yeah?
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: And how far apart are you guys in age? Year, Year and, and a, a half. half. Okay, so pretty close. So mm. tell me, like... Yeah, what are some of the, what are, why do you feel like you're close? And how have you continued to, like, cultivate your relationship to be really tight like you are?
2: Uh, Definitely started when we were kids. It's always been me and Gabe. Yeah. Um, We, like, especially bonded to, like, some of the stuff we've been through, like, with our family. It's always been, like, we kind of just banded together. And we're like, well, it's, like, we have a sister, Mm -hmm. Grace, but... She didn't really start liking us until, like, five years ago. very true. So. Is
1: she
0: older or younger? She's older. older. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... Like,
1: you know she always, like... I mean, it's the older sister. She's two years older than me, okay. two years older than him. Okay. And we went to different high schools, too, so okay. it was, like, it was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and him went to the same high school. She went to a different one, so... I mean, yeah, you could keep going. Yeah. yeah,
2: like, we played, like, travel ball together, um, school together, um, hard times. It was always just me and him, and especially when we started to get older... And when I started to realize like when my friends would be dumb and betray me or whatever, like I always had Gabe. Mm-hmm. And it was better, like we just we just bonded like that over time. Um, and even when we would fight, like we'd turn on a video game play and then we'd forget about whatever we were fighting about. That's yeah. just what it was. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, like going like when I left when I left high school and when I went to UC Davis, yeah. that's when I realized like how badly like I needed Gabe the most because I would go to school and just not laugh, like mm-hmm. not have fun. Um, like I didn't, I wasn't really like getting along with any of the guys on my team. Um, but I called Gabe and we on the, be on the phone for like two, three hours, just laughing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then seeing them like once or twice out of the year too, was, I was just like, it's just trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause you went somewhere, you went to UC Davis before you came here mm-hmm. and, but you were here the whole time.
1: Yeah. Right? I was, yeah. Okay. I've been here since freshman year. Yeah. Um, and part of it too, like and he was talking about like when we were kids, like we do like our dad was like a big, like as soon as we were big enough. To hold like a rototiller or like a lawnmower <laughs> That's what we were doing <laughs> mm-hmm. So like we did like a lot of yard work together My dad's getting us up at like 6 o'clock in the morning To water the grass and go mm-hmm. do exercise and stuff And it's Unholy. just him Yeah it's <laughs> ridiculous um, <laughs> And then like we would It was just and, yeah. Since Like he said since we were so close in age We played together a lot when we were growing up um, And it was like A huge part of it like for me when I got here It was like weird like not having him Like around all the time weird like going to practice without him because like that's what it was like in high school yeah um and so honestly uh, we got really really close when I started driving (laughs) because yeah I (laughs) I got my license going into my senior year of high school okay and he hadn't gotten his yet and so I was like I would drive to school drive to games drive to practice drive like when I was done playing in high school but I that weird year of like that transition between like high schools like high school and freshman year college i wasn't doing anything so i was driving him like all his tournaments and games or whatever mm-hmm. so it was cool to like also get like a thing like i could like go to his stuff and just like watch him play and like kind of like as he started getting more athletic i was like dang like just kind of crazy um mm-hmm. just being able to like see him grow and like kind of not like be a mentor like you know like looking down at him but like kind of more of like i had like been through my paces, especially through college and just being able to give him advice and stuff like that, too. And he gives me, like, way more, like, a ton of relational advice, too, Mm because he's been in a couple more than I have. So, yeah, like, we kind of feed off each other. Like, different wisdom in different areas helps a ton. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's
0: awesome. So, you guys have obviously spent a lot of time together. Like, not just at home and family life, but then your teammates, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... How do you navigate that? Are there points where you're like, okay, we just need some space? Or do you guys really, like, always love to be together?
1: We do a good job of, like, we never have to, like, verbally tell each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, hey, I need some space. Like, we do a good job of, like, you know, when he needs to go, like, we're, especially, that's always, like, the concern with, like, brothers going to the same school. You, like, have the same friends. You guys, like, Mm -hmm. are doing the same things all the time. But, like. Like I said, like I like hiking and doing all that type of stuff, yeah. and I have like my side of like what I like to do, and he does the same thing. And so, mm-hmm. um, but then like when we need, when we feel like, when we feel like we need to spend time together, like we always, we always do. We never have to like text each other and be like, hey, when you want to hang out? Like, yeah. Just I walk just in, I walk in, he'll be in there. Be like, want to play Mario Kart? You be like, yeah. You wanna, I start <laughs> talking trash beforehand. I'll be like, oh, you know, you're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So Mario I just, just
1: kind of like bite the bullet and <laughs> him beat me up for a couple hours and then our relationship survives. <laughs> That's so. hilarious. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So
0: it seems like, you know, you've got the Mario Kart fun stuff, but also seems like you guys really have deep, vulnerable conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think sometimes we struggle, especially like for those listening on this podcast, like struggle with perfectionism means sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable because Mm. we're afraid to show like our weakness or our shortcomings. How have you guys cultivated vulnerability and and maybe for someone listening that is afraid to be vulnerable with a family member or friends, like what advice would you give? So how have you cultivated it? What advice do you have?
2: Well, I feel like for a while there, um, there's... I feel like between me and Gabe, especially when it came to just, like, us, like, just expressing ourselves and letting each other know, like, when we're struggling, there's, at least on my end, there's, like, a little bit of competition because, like, when I looked at Gabe, especially, like, in high school when he was, like, when he was beginning to, like, really get disciplined and, like, change into who he is now, I was getting intimidated to, like, show where I was, where I was, like, struggling because I was, like, dang, you know, this dude's a unit and I just kind of have my stuff, like, Gabe's pretty, like, rigid in, like, how he does things and I'm just kind of, like, it happens when it does. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and I don't really care. But then um, <laughs> <laughs> um but then over the years, like when I really started struggling, especially like with mental health, mm-hmm. and then it be got it, it got to be really apparent in, like in how I was talking to him, how I was dealing with people, how I was doing like the things I needed to be doing. Um, over the years I be I really learned like it's not the thing. it's not like the things that we're striving for that make us similar, it's the stripes that we have mm-hmm. and like the scars that we get that make us the same. Yeah. Like It doesn't really matter where you come from, like what you deal with, who you're dealing with. Like at the end of the day, when you peel back the physical appeal of everything and like what you're dealing with, we all deal with the same things Mm -hmm. because everything we struggle with is, is derived out of fear or pain or betrayal. And no matter what, no matter how you spend it, like it happens to everybody. Um, and so, you know, there's obviously that complex that people have where they're just like, man, like I need to look like, especially with social media Yeah. and you look at like people posting their relationships, their friendships, the, the material things that they have, it really makes you feel like you're not on that level and like you're not there. Um, but those people are dealing with the same things. And so it's like, you know, being vulnerable and really just opening up like the worst thing that someone could do is not understand you. And mm-hmm. on the grand scheme of things compared to what could happen if you bottle it in, um, you know, it's worth the risk. Like, yeah. there is no love, there is no growth, there's no nothing without taking risk and opening mm. up and expressing yourself. So yeah.
0: that's so good. So, yeah. so wise. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, Gabe, do you have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, um, like, it's like I tried to strive, I mean, like what he was talking about, I tried to strive to be, especially, like, there's, like, you know, there's points in, like, our lives where, like, we didn't have a super, like, great relationship with, like, our dad. Mm-hmm. Like, not to, this is not saying, like, our dad was, like, a bad dad or anything. Like, by mm-hmm. any means. But it was just, like, a rough time, like, in our family. Because <laughs> sure. we did, just, like, didn't see him all the time. So, like, I kind of started, like, wanting to take on the responsibility of, like, wanting to be, like, a good role model, like, to him mm-hmm. and, like, to people around me. And so, like, I was, like, man, like, um, it was more of, like, man, I just really wanted to do the best I can for him. And... When there were times, like, I would struggle a lot And I would be like, well, like, man, like, he's looking at me So, like, I can't talk to him about stuff But then, honestly, it was mainly, like, when we got to college I started, like, talking to him a lot more Because, like, when I got into college I got into, like, my first relationship And he had been in a couple already And so, like, looking to him for advice on that front Because, for me, I'd always put, like the duty of, like, what I needed to do over, like, my feelings mm, about yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, if I was feeling, like, a certain way, like, about whatever, or if I was, like, struggling with whatever, but I knew I, like, had to, like, show up every day and, like, play basketball every day and be a good role model and be a good teammate and be a good friend every day, then, like, I'd ju- just, like, not talk about it. Be like, I could just yeah. deal with this later. And eventually, like, it bottled up and turned into, like, different problems that, like, I didn't, like, honestly didn't know how to deal with. And so having him and be able to, like, talk to him about, like, struggles i was having like in relationships with either like um my former relationship or with like friends in my life or whatever Mm -hmm. it was like it made it easier like to talk to him about that stuff too just like and like he was saying just knowing that like we're both we both like have our own struggles and they're both different but you know i mean we grew up together so a lot of them come from the same roots so it's easy to tackle them together for sure
0: right Mm -hmm. we all we we may have like you're saying the same roots but then the ways that we maybe just decide to suppress them or talk about them. Um, it's good for us to peel back the layers and see the just the, the humanness in all of us and mm-hmm. the stripes in all of us and the scars in all of us. So if there's anyone listening that has been suppressing, that has been afraid to talk, is struggling, what kind of advice would you give to them to say, hey, here's a good next step in, in being vulnerable? What would you say?
1: Um, it's really important to like... I mean, God talks about, like, a haughty heart and, like, pride. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's a lot of it, too, where, like, you think, like, you're not supposed to be by yourself and you're not, like, supposed to be an island. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a piece of, there's, like, pieces of life where, like, yeah, there's going to be times where, like, like, especially, like, if you're going to be, like, a parent or, like, I've been thinking, I mean, I told you I'm getting old, but (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about, like, like, what is, what is it going to be like to be, like, a husband and a father? And there's going to be, like, yeah, there's going to be times where you, are like, struggle with something at work and you're going to still, like, you're going to come home to your wife and kids and you still, like, can't check out with your wife and kids. Like, that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But there is, and, like, there should be a lot of instances where you have, like, a confidant or, like, someone you could talk to about, like, your issues without it spilling. Because if you suppress it, it'll just spill out into, right like, the stuff that you didn't want to bring to your family in the first place, it'll just spill out in an uglier way if you don't if you don't talk about it. And so, like, making sure that, like, you kind of, like, drop your pride and, like, accept the humility of, like, yeah, like, there is stuff that, like, I need help with. And there's a lot of things that I can't do on my own. And, you know, especially, like, going about it in prayer. And it's important as men to, like, have a mentor and have, like, somebody that you could talk to, have a friend to talk to. And just, like, if so if you have those people in your life, then I definitely suggest, like, even if it's someone that's just, like, your best friend and you could just, like, talk to them about anything, then it's important to have those people in your life and to go to them. Mm-hmm. And talk to them and just, like, allow yourself to be vulnerable. And, like, even if they don't understand, they can just sit there and you can have a soundboard to, like, echo stuff off of. Right. For sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aaron, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that I would say is
2: kind of just along the lines of what Gabe was saying about, like, finding just, like, one person. Or mm-hmm. even if you're just, like, going to write it down, because that's how, that's how I started before I could really trust, like, the people that were in my circle. I was writing it down in my notes. Yeah. I have stuff. I've been doing it for, like, five years, now. I have all my stuff saved. Um, and I read it back to myself sometimes, and I look back. I'm like, man, I came like a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I would say is like for the people out there who are trying to do it by themselves, especially. Well, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how old you get, right? Like you'll never know enough to handle it by yourself.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: That's just that's just how it is. Like you don't know. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people out there that, when they're faced with like with like two options, if they're looking at either one, like when it, like when it comes to like opening up, like oh, this person's gonna do me dirty. Or if I do it this way, it's gonna like you don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the like, and besides like from the outside looking in, you can like people can always see like where you're missing because they're not in your. But they can like see it from like the overhead view, and like as people have been there in your shoes before, and you know, and they can and they can tell you what to do. And like then they know better than you than you just standing there looking at what you're dealing with and trying yeah. to do it all by yourself. Um, and it's like. You can't if you're if you're dealing with like, like a like a stab wound and a gunshot, like if you turn to, 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 to stitch up the stab wound, you're opening up the gunshot. And then mm-hmm. if you're going to stitch because you can't you can't do both by yeah. yourself. So it's like you have to you have to have at least one person or at least find out or find out figure out some kind of way to like to open up and get those things out because you can either do it by yourself and continue going through the same cycle. Yeah. Or you can like open up um, trust people you know it doesn't have to be multiple people it can really just be just the one person your mom your dad whoever it is mm-hmm. um, but just someone you can confide in um, and have them and have them help you because you know because the stuff that you're dealing with affects more than just you it affects right. the people around you too because mm-hmm. they see you going through that and if you're not telling them what's wrong with you then they can't help you yeah um you know closed mouths don't get fed so. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, uh, look at that.
0: yeah. You guys are so wise. Wisdom. Yes. Facts. Yes. So wise, <laughs> both of you. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> you you mentioned as we were just talking about that topic. You also mentioned some things about God. And so, how has your relationship, your brotherhood, how have you been able to spur each other on in your relationship with God?
1: Oh man, um, it's super easy to tell. Both of like both ways, it's super easy to tell when both of us are tripping. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's super easy to tell. Like, we talk to each other less. Um, like, we're just like, we'll kind of like see each other doing stuff, not say anything about it, Mm -hmm. and then it'll like start to spill over. And then it'll end up being like, not a fight, but like, uh, like, what are you doing? And then, (laughs) like, Aaron will be like, What are you doing? And I'm like, "Ah, Dude, I'm tripping for sure. Um, and then we'll talk about it. We'll have like a hour and a half, two hour conversation about just like, let's talk about like where we're at with God and where we're at. And because I mean, I mean, as young men, we have our struggles for sure. And just being able to like, we have conversations about it and it's an iron sharpens iron kind of thing Yeah, to where it's like, if he's talking to me and like, if he's talking to me about the stuff that he was struggling with, but he's finding like victory and, and then I'm like, okay, like, wow, that's not something that I, like, got, like was thinking about in my life that I didn't, like, sorry. It wasn't something I was thinking about in my life, like, as an issue. But then I'm like, it gives me a chance to, like, self-analyze mm-hmm. and pray about it and journal about it. And, like, we both have, like, our prayer lives and we're, like, we're both, like, in our words. And then if we find a good word, we'll talk about it. And it's, like, ha- having those conversations between each other is has helped my relationship with God and my relationship with Jesus so much because... It's like, it, how can I, like, say that I'm going to be a good example for him if I'm running around doing stupid stuff and, like, not trying to grow my relationship with God? And, like, he can tell. He can tell when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm just, like, I'm not as confident as, like, I would be normally or, like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not, like, talking about God as much or I'm not talking about, like, stuff that I was struggling with as much and, like, just talking about surface level stuff. And so being this close and, like, being able to, like, read each other's behavior patterns helps with, like... Us being able to, and we're comfortable because I mean we're brothers. We call each, we call each other out on stuff all the time, so mm-hmm. having that comfortability with each other to be yeah. like, yo, like he could call me out and be like, dude, I've seen like what you've been doing and like you're tripping, you need to get together and like, yeah,
0: yeah. So you do that, you just like just bluntly call each other out. Is that yeah. how you? Is that how it works? <laughs> like, yeah. you too?
1: He he has a little. I mean, I would say he has a little bit like he's more blunt than I am. I try mm-hmm. to have it A little bit more tact But he'll like Kick my door open And be like What are you doing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'll be like Laying in bed Like just like Just hanging out And he'll literally Just like kick my door And just be like What are you doing Because his room Is right next to mine So mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And how does And you're You receive that well
1: It's just like No one likes to be called out No one <laughs> yeah. likes to be yeah. <laughs> I was like this
0: like way <laughs> way
1: harder than you're making it seem. No, <laughs> no one likes to be called out, and then sometimes I'd be like, and I grumble <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we got into it. We got into a tip at um at practice. Oh, uh, just the other day.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did.
1: Yeah, and then I talked to like in in the moment banging heads bad our coach. Because doesn't care. Cause, I mean, he cares, but he knows you guys. I mean, well he enough. knows, yeah, 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 like, yeah, that we're not like just gonna sit here and like actually like try to start fighting. But mm-hmm. and I'll talk to him about it after practice, and then he'll be like, "Okay." So like it would be like he'll come, he'll call me out, emotions get super high, and then we calm down mm-hmm. and we talk about it again, and it's fine.
0: Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you even know you you you're learning to read the emotional. The emotional gauge, so you know Mm -hmm. when it's a good time to actually try to talk about it, and when it's time to just chill for a second. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's smart.
2: That's wise. Yeah. Emotional intelligence is like my—I think—is one of my strongest suits. One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was like. Like when, I know, like I, like when I'm like when I get upset, I can tell that when like if I'm actually upset about what was said, or if I'm upset because I suck at the moment, like it's two completely different mm-hmm, things for and sure.
0: Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can project our frustration, yeah, of ourselves on other people, right? Mm-hmm. That's wise. Yeah. to think about that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so when Gabe, like when Gabe says something to me, I'm like, like I'm like okay, <laughs> like I'm more mad that he knows that I'm sucking right now okay. than than at what he said. Like, it's because there's nothing that he said that hasn't been constructive to me. Um, So when I I get over myself and I'm just like, all right, well, cat's out of the bag. Like, he knows I'm struggling. I know I'm struggling. At least somebody knows and at least somebody cares enough to come and tell me.
0: That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're right. There is a difference between people that see you're struggling and want to help. Mm-hmm. versus see you're struggling and want to, like, just kick you while you're down. Yeah. There's a complete difference in that. And the people that love you and care about you the most are the ones that are willing to see you in the hardship and mm-hmm. say, how can I help lift you up, right? Yeah,
2: and I think that's another part that probably scares people about opening up, too. It's like, oh, my gosh, if I tell this person. Because one of the things that I struggle with, I'm dealing with right now, um, is when I open up and I express to people, like, the horrendous things that I've done and, like, when I, when I have to, you know, admit to people that I have skeletons in my closet – um, the thing that comes to mind the most is like, oh, my gosh, if they knew like what I like what I've done and like the things that I've been through, suffered through, like in the hardest pill to swallow are, are the are the, the wounds that you do to yourself. And so mm-hmm. when when you when someone asks you to open up and you share that, like the, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is like, oh, my gosh, if they knew all the stuff that I've done, they wouldn't look at me the same. And and they would take away all the things that they said about me. And then I'll just be left here with the stuff that I'm struggling with. I'm here all by myself. Mm. Um, so when you're, when you, for those out there who are who are fixers and like to comfort people and be there for them, um, creating that that climate of vulnerability and kind of revealing what you've been through, so that they can feel comfortable to reveal what they've been through. That's how mm. that's how growth gets made. That's how yeah. That's how that's how things happen. Because um, <clears throat> you know, if you have reservations. And you're just trying to, you know, you're just trying to keep tabs on people just to keep tabs on them, just to see. Like, one thing I say is, like, don't ask me how I'm doing if you're not prepared to help.
0: That's good. Yeah. Like. Yes. Because yes. you're
2: just sitting there and you're, you're telling me, all, I'm telling you all this stuff and you're just like, mm-hmm. well, good luck with that.
1: Like. Yeah. We it's this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, knowing, too, that, like, you're fully known. Like, like, God fully knows you, knows all your thoughts, knows all your deeds. Like, if someone... I mean, Paul Washer talked about this. If he was like to take your heart and all like the thoughts that you had and just put them up on a big screen in front of like a whole church, you'd be like mortified. Like you're like <laughs> you'd never come back. And um, like God fully knows you and like fully loves you. And so like in our hu- in our humanness, we're not gonna be perfect in like hearing some things. And um, but like we need to make sure that we have a posture of grace towards people. Absolutely. Because yes. like, I mean. I've been, like, learning this, too, because, like, you have, like, you know, you kind of go through life thinking, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like I'm a good person. Like, you know, you know, like, you don't do anything wrong. And then the closer you get to Jesus and then you look back on the stuff that you did, you're like, ah, yeah, that's not, it's not great, like, at all. And I'm lucky that, you know, it didn't end up worse mm-hmm. than what it did. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just kind of back to, like, our relationship, just, like, I'll never say something to him. That's, like, I'm, like, coming at him, like, trying to, like, yeah. like hammer him down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm calling him to be better. Yes. Because I see him being better than, like, you know where he's at. And, like, God calls us to do the same thing. But, like, sometimes, like, nowadays, like, people was, like, if I'm trying to call you up to be better, like, people would be, like, oh, like, you're judging me. Like, no, I just see you, mm-hmm. like, being better than, like, what this is. so
0: Right. Yeah. You're seeing the potential. You're seeing the God possibilities in someone and you're calling them up to that and you believe Mm -hmm. in them. And that, that changes the narrative from shame to empowerment. Mm -hmm. And that is totally of God. Mm -hmm. You know, God is not ever shaming us, but wants to bring us freedom and empowerment. And I love that you guys are doing that for each other. That's Mm -hmm. so cool.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Aaron, how have you experienced God and grow grown in your relationship with God because of, of Gabe?
2: All right. So, I would say, I would definitely say that, um, especially this summer, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, definitely it's, like, in the summers, it's in the summers where where I was like, okay, I, like, I got Gabe, right, Mm because one of the things that I struggle with is, like, trying to maintain a healthy, like, friend circle, Mm -hmm. Um, and, like, sometimes, um, because I see Gabe having, like, because I don't have a life, not really. <laughs> <You> do <laughs> like, <too>. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I play basketball. I go home. I sleep. Like that's pretty much all I do. When Gabe has like Gabe has like he's got friends over here, friends over there, doing this, doing that. Um, and so for me, it's like when I'm when I'm struggling to like to like find connections with people, um, and when I'm when I'm struggling to like maintain healthy relationships, um, and like it makes me feel like I'm all by myself. And then I engage in these self destructive patterns that like kind of like separate me from everybody. Gabe, is always, Gabe has always been there, and it's just like, here, watch this, like, Jordan Peterson video, or, like, here's his Bible verse for today that you should read, mm-hmm. um, and just showing me the, imp- the importance of just, like, community and brotherhood and friendship, and yeah. honestly, like, all the things that I've tried to look for, like, outwardly, like, outside of, like, what I have already, I've always had, like, in Gabe, and it's just on me to, like, to maximize what I have in him, Um, and so in that regard, that's how I say like my relationship with God has grown too, because in the same way, like when, when I'm struggling, like when I'm struggling with things, instead of trying to go to other people and everybody else and tell them everything first, like go to him first, like go to Gabe first. Um, and just trying to kind of trust in like that, that in the same way, like God has my back, like Gabe has my back too. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's just like, there's been a lot of just like, like guidance from Gabe that I've had just in terms of just like learning how to be more intentional about what I'm doing. And how I'm doing it um and yeah that's kind of how that's kind of mm-hmm. how it's grown just being just knowing that everything I have everything that I think I don't have I do have in God and, and yeah and Gabe
0: that's awesome yeah yeah and just to speak into what you said for a <coughs> second you both like are so loved on this campus like you both have so many people that love you and call you friends and so anyway I don't You know, you mentioned that you don't have all the people. You Mm -hmm. both have all the people. Everyone adores you guys.
3: It's a facade.
0: It's true. (laughs) It's true. true. Okay. I want to ask you guys about being not just brothers, but teammates. Mm -hmm. In what Mm -hmm. ways, because you kind of alluded to some of this earlier, but in what ways do you feel like your brotherhood helps you as team to be teammates? And what, maybe, what ways does it make it a little bit more complicated?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, We lift We're lifting partners too (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like when we're In the weight room Oh man It can get crazy in there Cause So like we lifted together All summer And They always talk about Iron sharpening iron Yeah But it is crazy The not We will go through An entire workout Not saying a word to each other But It's like let's say We're doing We have like deadlifts Or something Four sets of (laughs) ten That's gross (laughs) Horrible (laughs) But (coughs) But like We are so competitive He'll throw We'll have like (laughs) What did we do this summer We had like We had like 385 on Aaron threw on another 10 Did a set of 10 I was like I'm not gonna let him do more than me I threw a 5 on (laughs) And then he (laughs) And then he was like I'm not gonna let him do more than me He throws another 10 on And I'm like Well I'm not gonna let him do more than me And like it's just Yes (laughs) So like being a part, And then we'll have Like we'll have these And we won't say a word Mm -hmm. Not a single word We'll both Mm -hmm. have our headphones in But I'll see him throw on another weight I'm like nah I'm not gonna let him do that (laughs) And are you
0: thinking the same thing, here? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: then there are times, like, bro, if he puts on another five, I'm done, bro. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. That is funny. <laughs>
1: so, like, in the weight room, honestly, it pushes us to be stronger. Like, yeah. yeah. you get. I mean, you live by yourself, and you're like, oh, like, I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, okay, good, and I'm done. But <laughs> then, like, having somebody else who could, like, like I'm not going to let him outlive me. Like, no way. And Ooh. in practices – like on the basketball court, like X is no. Like I've been in the program for a little bit longer, so like I kind of know, like what coach wants, like all those things, and like it makes it a little bit more complicated because I'll talk to him, like like I could I talk to him and I talk to my teammates, like like other teammates that aren't my brothers, like completely different. Mm-hmm. So like I'll bark at him, and then like we'll be like in practice, like in front of everybody else. And I'll bark at him, and he'll bark back, and we'll have like we'll bicker. It's Bickering is an understatement For sure (laughs) Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness So that makes it a little bit more complicated Because I'm like Oh he's my brother I'm gonna talk to him How I want to (laughs) Sure Check this out
0: (laughs) Yeah uh, That's understandable
2: Yeah Sure
0: Yeah Aaron what are your thoughts
2: I think I think just like On the like Just kind of like the same thing Like when we're Like when we're Me and Gabe are like always Like competing Mm -hmm. All the time Yeah Like we may not say, like, our lead, but we're always competing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I see Gabe get a rebound, I'm like, all right, well, the next one's mine. Yeah. And then I got, He'll <laughs> like, take him from me, too. <laughs> and I got to go get it. And then it's like, we'll, like, if we're, like, especially, we're, we're, like, when we're guarding each other, like, it's just, it's just, we're, just com- we're just competing all day. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in the same way, just, we're just, like, it's just different when it's me and Gabe versus like me and everyone else like it's just it's just different but like it's only made us stronger yeah. like it's only made our relationship stronger mm-hmm. cuz we both know that like we're the only ones like physically and otherwise who can like deal with one another mm-hmm. on a consistent basis mm-hmm. so yeah yeah
0: so how do you feel like your your relationship has actually made your whole team better and I'm, I'm asking you to like brag on yourselves for a second. I know maybe that feels <laughs> uncomfortable, but like your dynamic, like how mm-hmm. does that, how have that, how has your relationship actually benefited your whole team?
1: Um, like again, competition wise it makes us better and us making each other better. And like I would say we like as like we kind of change our offense, so like our bigs so are like the focal point of what we do so us making each other better, like, he, he puts us on opposite teams every day. Every day. Every mm. single we day. We can't ever be on the same team no. ever. Okay. Ever. <laughs> because, like, we'll do rebounding drills, and if there's a rebound to be had and we're both on the same team, then we're going to get it.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And yeah. It's like,
1: like, when we're in the game at the same time playing against other teams, like, they have no shot. If I'm not going to get it, he's going to get it. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, we're both the same size, same strength, He's a little bit faster than me. He can jump a little bit higher than me. I'm not gonna lie about that. But <laughs> on like, your head, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, it's like us being at our best. There's not like, there's not a whole lot that other teams can do. It's like to keep us off the glass. It's like it's if it's not me, you have to double me, and you have to double him. And that's four of their players dealing with two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: because yeah, we have, like, these little rebounding drills where mm-hmm. it's like if me and Gabe are on the perimeter, two guys have to come get us and keep us out of the paint. It just doesn't happen.
1: No. Me and Gabe running. We're just running there just yes. moving. Yeah. yeah, moving, guys. Because yes. we used to do this drill in high school. Um, I'll we'll probably remember this. We had a high school coach. Uh, shout out Richard Midgley. Yep, Coach Midg. and H Crumpets. Is, he's from England. He's a real hard-nosed guy. And we used to do this drill where it was the first one to 10 points. He'd throw it off the backboard. And we have like we just were just down there just pushing each other trying to get the rebound. So you can literally get it. And if you can get like layup, you can just snatch it out of the net and just keep like scoring, 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 scoring. So you get to ten. And we're literally like shoving each other, trying to like get the rebound. And we're pulling each other like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a crazy yeah. like, We were in the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> those <laughs> drills can take like, bro, like what? Like five, tw- ten minutes yes. to do. Mm-hmm. Of just, like, us, like, pushing and shoving each other. And so, like, us having that, like, iron sharpens iron mentality makes, like, makes us the best at what we do. Mm -hmm. And therefore, like, a rising tide, like, lifts all boats. So it makes everybody have to compete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: A rising tide lifts all boats. Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) You guys in these, like, very, very dynamic one-liners i'm like dang i'm gonna write all these down that's awesome <laughs> copyright <So> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> so good. oh my goodness well um one of the things that we love to do every time on the ditching perfection podcast is to have a moment of celebration because sometimes we look at our faults we look at our shortcomings it's easy to put a magnifying glass on the things that we're not proud of mm-hmm. but there's always a reason to celebrate ourselves and each other so knowing that we're talking to both of you and in this whole relationship series, I want to give you guys and ask you guys, I want to give you the opportunity to celebrate each other. So mm-hmm. I'll have you each celebrate. Yeah. So Gabe, you'll celebrate Aaron. Aaron, you celebrate Gabe. Okay. So like, what are you proud of about your brother? How can you just celebrate them and throw them a little party right now, verbally?
1: Yep. Oh, man. Um. I have been seeing Aaron do a really good job with taking care of his body. Um. That's been a really big, I mean, he's a natural athlete. He'll get up. He could get up, do nothing, stretch for, like, two minutes, go out, and then just do the most insane things I've ever seen. (laughs) And in this season of, like, he's been, like, struggling through injuries, he's been really patient. And, like, he's been – I've been seeing him be really patient, taking care of himself, and making sure that, like, he's taking care of, like, his folks around him too and, like, not just focusing, like, inward. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's been, like, something I've been really proud of him to see. Um, Like, just seeing how much he's, like, grown in, like, the patience department because it's not easy to be patient in any by any means and like let alone someone like with his personality so it's been really cool to like see how much he's grown see how much he's matured and like just like it's been so cool like see him go from like just being like my little brother to like coming into like his own young man so it's been awesome to see yeah
0: that's cool yeah Yeah. good aaron how can you celebrate gabe
2: um honestly i think one thing that i can really like applaud gabe for is like he had a really rough summer um he was dealing with this hard stuff had a little operation um and in the same way, like he really could not do anything for a good little while there, and was like only, and was like contained in, like one workout per two days or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but to see him go through that, and then to see him get back on the court and like dominate like he like he does, um, and even just in terms of like what he deals with off the court too, was like. Gabe's been a bonehead sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Absolute. But like head. in the last couple of months like I really I really just seen Gabe like mind his own business. Like he's like he watches his videos, he does his workouts, he stretches, he 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 does what Gabe wants to do instead mm-hmm. of being the Gabe that people like want him to be mm-hmm. and that's been really inspiring to see because this is the Gabe that I know and not that lunatic that does whatever people want him to, and so it's really good just seeing him, just like just step out of and being like, you know what, I'm Big Gabe. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah,
0: and not <laughs> giving <laughs> into people pleasing because mm-hmm. that can just be so life sucking. So yeah, sure. I love that you're celebrating that and Gabe because that's when you feel like you don't have to live under the shackles of people's opinions and affirmations. Then that gives so many other people freedom to let go of those same chains. Right. I got one more thing. Yes, let's hear it.
2: I have to celebrate Gabe for what he's done here. Uh, At NNU for the last six years, like just like the just like the name that he's built here for himself and for me coming in, right? Like you know that takes that takes like there's not a lot of people who could do that who could do what he's done. Like Gabe has really like broken the broken the divide between like the athletes and like the not athletes. Like he's really brought everybody together over the last couple of years, um, and that's something that I want to uphold too. And so every time. Every time I hear, like, a staff member, like, figure out that I'm his brother, like, they have nothing but great things to say about Gabe. Um, And that's that's really cool. That's been really really inspirational for me, too. And
1: he graduated, so. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that, bro. Thank you, Yes, it's
0: true. And you're both doing that. You both foster (coughs) community so, so well.
1: It's important because everybody has, like, different talents. So, like, if I'm going to sit here and be like, I'm better than you because I can put a ball on a 10-foot cylinder, like, that doesn't make sense. Because (laughs) people can sing. There's some of the smartest people I know go here. Some of, like, I've seen some of the most talented musicians here. I've seen some of the best engineers here. Like, mm-hmm. if the engineers are like, yeah, you can't. John, what do engineers do? Mm. If action. you can't go through a differential equations class and I'm not going to talk to you. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. And, like, we're all part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, appreciating other people's talents and bringing everybody together as a whole can only, like, lift the entire school up as a whole. Yeah. So,
0: that's like so that. true. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yes. Well, is there anything else that we haven't already talked about that you want to make sure to say about your relationship, about family relationships, anything that comes to mind?
1: Um, start seeing whoever you're, you're like, start communicating with people in your family as people and not as like like I started to, as I started to grow, like started relating to my mom, my sister, my, bro- my sister, my brother, my dad as people. Unless mm-hmm. it's, like, I mean, they're your family and you love them unconditionally. But also, like, it makes it easier to navigate conversations and navigate relationships if you start, like, being, like, okay, they're people, too. Mm-hmm. And people first. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. been, that's probably, like, my last little tidbit. Yeah.
0: Sure. To not see them as, like, a category necessarily or. Yeah, yeah. Not see
1: them as, like, oh, yeah, like, this is my brother or this is my sister. Yeah. And, like, have that, like, lo- unconditional love for them and, like, use that unconditional love to drive them. Mm-hmm to be like better people and better um, yeah. followers of Christ as well.
0: Because I do think that's really a good thing to think about because sometimes the people closest to us, we're, we have, we, we're often less generous with our grace with mm-hmm. the people closest to us. But if we can see them as just a, a person who just like we would see a friend or someone in a class or whatever, sometimes that mm-hmm. helps us be actu- actually more generous with our grace.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%, you know? yep. Yeah.
0: So good. Yeah. Aaron, what about you? Anything else we haven't said that you want to mention before we're done?
2: I think when it comes to just like like opening up and being there for people and extending grace, you just gotta be for people what Jesus has been for you. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I think. Um, for me, like I've never really had a problem like expressing myself mm-hmm. um, and and like being vulnerable with people. That's just that's just how I am. Um, but it's not something that you just do, right? Because you know if you're gonna water a plant, are you gonna dump a whole barrel of water on that plant? No, you're gonna kill it, right? Mm-hmm. So. When you're when you're begin to be vulnerable with somebody, like learn how to just like just door by door, day by day, like you don't have to have everything figured out today. You're not gonna have everything figured out today, um. So why not just take your time and learn how to do it the right way? Like I bet there's not a lot of people out there who've actually sat and watched a flower bloom, right? Mm-hmm. Try to, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for doing this. So grateful for you. And I I just think the world of you. And just this conversation has, has amplified my just respect. And I just want to honor you guys and thank you for for sharing. And thank you for your leadership on campus and the ways that you are really, truly benefiting and uplifting. All the boats are rising because yep. of because of you guys. And I'm just so thankful. So blessings to you guys. And just thank you for, for who you are and um, the ways that you reflect Christ.
2: Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you, Carly. Yes. Yep. Thank you.
0: All right, friends, don't you just really, really love Gabe and Aaron? They are fabulous. They are so funny. I laughed so hard during that whole recording, but also they're so insightful. There are many things that they shared that just keep keep connecting with me and resonating with me, and I just keep processing. For instance, when Aaron said, there's no love or growth without taking risk. And the call to just express ourselves, I thought that was so important. Gabe talked about the value of calling others around you to be better. And this isn't out of shame, as we talked about, but this is truly to empower and lift others up. I thought that was fabulous. I also loved when he said, a rising tide lifts all boats. And when we really pursue wholeness in Jesus, then When we are stepping into wholeness, when we are living into the God potential that we are invited to, then it's an invitation to others to live into their God potential too. And I just loved that. A rising tide lifts all boats. But as we're thinking about today's prayer prompt, one thing that Aaron said, I think invites us to really do some reflection in our own lives and bring this to God. Aaron said, what you're going through impacts more than just you. And I think this is an opportunity for us to say, okay, God, what am I going through that maybe I'm not addressing? Maybe I'm suppressing? How is it impacting me? But how, God, is it impacting those around me? It's easy for us to think that we can compartmentalize our pain or our struggle and maybe brush it aside or hide it, but truly hiding things only amplifies the pain and the struggle. And so if we will get brave, if we will share, if we will open up to God and to others in our lives about what we are going through, then we can start to receive healing. We can start to hear the perspectives and the wisdom that we need from God and from others. When we bring things into the light, there can be there can be restoration. And that restoration is not just for us, but it's for others. And so I encourage you To talk to the people in your life that are closest to you, to actually talk to them about what you're going through, because chances are they probably already know (laughs) and they want to encourage you, pray for you and support you in the middle of it. And I believe that this is going to bring healing and restoration to you and to those around you. So get vulnerable this week, get brave and address maybe what you've been trying to suppress. Well, next week, my friends, Mike is going to be here. We are going to be chatting. It is our anniversary next Tuesday on the 14th. We were married on November 14th, 2009. And so it just hit me that it's like our golden anniversary, if that's a thing. I know people talk about golden birthdays, but golden anniversary. We're going to have our 14th anniversary on the 14th. That's so fun. (laughs) So, anyhow, we're going to have a conversation next week and share with you all about our relationship. And I'm I'm just really excited for that and to have this conversation with my wonderful, sweet husband. So that'll be fun. Hope you join us next week. And in the meantime, if there's any way that I can encourage you, support you in your Ditching Perfection journey, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Carly Communicates. Also, if there's any way that I can support you, your organization, your church, or your university through speaking ministry, through worship ministry, let me know. I think it is one of the best things ever and one of my greatest joys to link arms with others and see what God is doing in all sorts of different places and spaces all around the country. So if there's anything that you have coming up that you would love to have conversations about me coming and partnering with you, I would just be delighted to hear about your God-given vision and how maybe we can link arms. So you can go to my website, which is carlycommunicates.com, fill out my contact form, and we can start to have conversations about all that God is stirring in your heart. All right, friends, I am so thankful for you. What a gift it is to journey together. And I will see you here next week on the Ditching Perfection podcast.